0: Hey folks, so just before we jump into this week's episode, I just really want to let you know that the animal spirit we're working with this month in June is the dragonfly spirit and the words that are on the dragonfly, with the dragonfly spirit are truth transcends illusion. (coughs) Gosh, excuse me. So... You know, that dragonfly spirit is here to remind us of the wisdom and truth available to us at all times in the hidden realms. And we're really going to be exploring that idea of truth this month. What is truth? How do we know what it is? How do we find it? And how do we stand true in this lifetime? How do we hold ourselves centered and steady with everything that's going on? How do we own our own truth? It's a wonderful um, spirit. For this month of June, especially with the, um, some of the beautiful weather that we've been having it really speaks to that kind of summer energy I think as well. So i just like to welcome the dragonfly spirit into the centre for this month and without further ado now we will move into this week's podcast. Hi folks and welcome to this week's episode of Shaman Talk. I'm Rhonda and I'm your host and this week we're going to be talking about the past. What I have noticed in the last couple of weeks is that I've had a few conversations with people randomly, some old students of mine, some friends of mine and then most recently the live that we did with Sam McLaren in the Facebook group where people were really coming forward and expressing that they thought that their skills had to be compartmentalised and not brought together. So this has been a bit of a theme that I've noticed. So I wanted to just do a wee podcast on it. I think this will probably be shorter than the recent podcasts I've been doing, but I do feel like it's important and it's time and it's good to give it some air time. So when when I think about the past, I think about the past as kind of the purpose of looking to the past is not to wallow in it but rather to integrate it so that we can wholeheartedly embrace where we want to go in the future yeah so integrating the past is about deeply acknowledging what was and taking with us any wisdom that comes from our experiences so there's a couple of sides to that so one side would be like all of us have had difficult or painful experiences in our life and some of us more than others for sure and having the courage to look at those experiences and say, that was really difficult for me is a starting point for integrating the past. And, you know, by acknowledging the past, we allow it to stay in its rightful place, which is not with us now, it's in the past, so that we can move on from it. But the other side to that is that sometimes we learn things in our life that we do need to take forward and integrate into, the current, into our current lives what is really important is to remember that our past is part of us it helps to shape us and it is up to us what we take forward from it and what we leave behind you know so integrating our skills and lessons is really important so we didn't discard past lemons because just because we feel different now or we know differently now everything we learn in our life has value so i'll give you an example of that i felt my years in accountancy were wasted when i started when i decided that i would train to become a shaman a shamanic practitioner i fully embraced the process of releasing the past of letting go of that part of my life and it did take a while it was a big part of my life And and i let it go but then what i realized was i'd let go of far too much of it I gained so much experience knowledge of people knowledge of the struggles of corporate women understanding of how to run a business understanding how to work with people understanding how to work with conflict resolution management change workflows um marketing I mean it was just so much from that time in my life that I could integrate into my shamanic work now so I guess What I'm saying is I'm talking about transferable skills and I never thought I would be using the term transferable skills on a shaman's podcast but that's the point like that is what I've brought forward is my ability to know that I can transfer my skills from one thing to another sometimes with ease and potentially sometimes a little bit more difficult with a little bit more difficulty. So what transferable skills do you bring to your shamanic path? So I've got a a very short list. This is really short, but like for some of the things that have come up the last couple of weeks for me talking to people. So people skills, Reiki, mediumship, yoga, meditation, counselling, hypnotherapy, academia, teaching ability, um, working outside, working with our hands, trades... Working in, or with people of any kind, um, nurses and doctors working in the care sector. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So not only are those skills transferable into your shamanic onto your shamanic path, but your skills from shamanism are transferable back as well. So they they transfer both ways. So I guess what I'm saying is, shamanism isn't instead of. Shamanism is as well as. We can weave it into our lives and it can inform and enhance our lives but not if we don't, not if we compartmentalise it, not if we separate it, not if we have it as something we just do in private when nobody else is looking, not something that we only do for 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night, not something we only do when we're walking the dog in nature. You know, you can't merge shamanism into your daily life and into your way of being if you... Box it off as something that is separate. And equally, if we have numerous skills and we don't allow them to cross pollinate, then I think we're missing a trick. I think that every person is a mishmash of beautiful, wonderful, magical skills, and what each person can bring to the world is different and equally magical. But I do think that by chopping everything up into bits and keeping them separate, the power is lost that's how I feel about about it for myself as well. So I'm going to talk about it in two separate ways. Number one with shamanism with other healing modalities and number two shamanism in, in life in general. So with other healing modalities I just want to tell you a story about my shamanic practitioner group who are all amazing women and they each Have their own skills, and I think I'm right in saying that I'm the only one of our year who graduated and became a shamanic practitioner straight up, straight off the straight up, like without integrating it with anything else. I just became a shaman, and that worked for me, and it was special for me, and it was absolutely right for me, but it wasn't right for everybody, and that's why we trained as creative shamanic people in creative shamanism so that our shamanic way could be. Create, co-created with spirit, so I have a I have a friend who works with body talk, acupuncture, um, and lesserly with shamanic work, but it still informs what she does, and she's an amazing practitioner. But she weaves those together in a way that's absolutely right for her and absolutely right for her clients. I have a friend, a colleague who works with um, children and families with um, profound and multiple disabilities often non-verbal and she works with shamanic storytelling she works with healing through the power of physical touch through visual aids through texture and absolutely she's an absolute pioneer and trailblazer in that in that work and that's stop be that's just unheard of that work that she's just created it, co created it with spirit. It's a beautiful way that she works. And then we have her, I work I trained somebody who's a nurse and she co creates with her clients, which is really beautiful. Aha uh-huh. and I worked with so not necessarily in my year now but other people that I know and I work with. Um I work with a lady I know a lady who works with shamanism and reiki and weaves them together beautifully and she does a course called the shamanic reiki drum which is beautiful and i've sent people her way often and she's created co-created that with spirit knowing that that's absolutely the right thing for for her and for her clients i know uh i know for example wendy my sister who was on this podcast um recently is a medical herbalist and has been that for 17 years but she realizes that she would like to bring more of the spiritual aspect into her work and she's an absolute encyclopedia of knowledge this woman is unbelievable but she realizes that she needs to bring the spiritual aspect in so she's doing a shamanic training not with the um, intention to become a shaman but with the intention to deepen her existing practice in, in herbalism and becoming spiritually connected with the plants So when we're talking and I've heard some people talk about um, mediumship, about tarot, what other things, Uh, reiki, what other things I've heard people talk about. There's a few different things that have come up in the group. And what I would say is that I just want to back up what people have realised in the group, which is like these things are not separate. What these are are just different maps to the same thing. So I'm a shaman and I work with a shamanic map. But that doesn't make my map more or less relevant than someone else's. All it does, it, all it is is something that works for me. And I've created my own map, which I then share with people in the hope that it will resonate with them. But what I always encourage people to do is create your own map for this life. You know, we're all working with the same thing. There's a million paths to heaven. You've just got to find the one that works for you. And if that means that you've got to take you know a few bits from different places to create a map that really works for you then that's amazing what is coming up in my mind right now is that i'm always banging on about not spiritually surfing so not taking lots and lots of things superficially but that's And kind of focusing on one thing and doing a really deep dive with it but that's not the impression that I was getting from the comments that were coming in the comments that were coming in were like people have gone and done a deep dive with a few things over their life and they've maybe kept them separate but if you feel that you want to create a beautiful map for yourself with a few things that you do the skills that you've been given in this life then you bash on (laughs) create your own map create your own life and don't let your own kind of idea that things should be kept separate or potentially other people's idea that things should be kept separate don't let that hold you back as long as we're following the guiding principles in this life of safe space of honourable working of following it closely and aligning ourselves with our values and our ethics we have good boundaries we don't give people unsolicited advice we don't psychically stalk people or just approach people in the street and give them random advice you know all that stuff that actually is quite dangerous and not not the way that I would expect shamanic people or any kind of um, healer or psychic to work as long as we're following those ethics those guidelines as long as we're honorable grounded people then it doesn't matter what map we use it will work for us so I hope that that is vaguely helpful to people who've been having to think about that. And I'd also like to talk about merging and working with shamanism in our life in general. I do a whole course on this called Shamanism in Daily Life. And it's a. I guess we have a habit in our culture to, again, compartmentalize our spiritual life from our ordinary life. But our ordinary life is our spiritual life. They both have to work together, otherwise we are lesser for it. So for example, I'll tell you another story when I was doing my training I worked as an accountant as I've said a million times but I'm I'm working as an accountant and I'm doing my shamanic training so I would go away for like five days and I would take holidays and people would ask me what I was doing and I'm very open so I, I struggled to know what to say to, to these corporate people and to start with I told them that I was at a meditation course because you know meditation's okay these days apparently although it wasn't always so let's remember that um, and then one day about maybe I had six months into my three year training I just thought I'm not doing this Like, I'm not hiding who I am from these people just because they might not like it or they might think it's weird I literally don't care I'm not going to live my life like this and I started to tell people about my shamanic work and what I was doing and what was unbelievable was that everybody was really excited about it and I had people in my office queuing up to be case studies because I had to do a lot of case studies for my training And it was just so unexpected and revelatory that we put ourselves in these boxes where we think we have to hide and compartmentalise our spiritual work, whereas actually we really don't. Most of the time, in my experience, people are really open and really excited about the work and potentially have been looking for something themselves. So by being brave and open and honest and bringing shamanism out and into the light in our lives, we can be a gateway for other people and a light bearer for other people who've maybe been looking for something And you are the person that the universe sends to give them that message. The other thing as well about bringing shamanism into life is things like, you know, you don't have to do a traditional lie-down journey. We can be connected with our guides all the time. If it gets a bit loud we can always turn it down for sure. You know, you're the master of your own destiny and you can absolutely do that but, you know, to turn life into a joyful spiritual connection is such a peaceful way to be you know I'm never alone I never have to worry that I'm not going to know what I need to know in the moment that I need to know it and I never worry about the future now or the past I can live in the moment and I know I can tell myself when things are getting hairy or I've been knocked off my centre because I start to get anxious and worry about things or I get irritated about things so that's, I immediately know that that's happening and I just call on my guides and ask, you know, can I have support with this? Can you help me with this? And, and that just happens naturally. Yes, it does take a bit of practice, but you know, by bringing the shamanic connection with our guides and our power animals out and into our life, what it does is it opens us up to that connection that is the birthright of us all. We have lost our connection with the seasons and cycles with We have lost our connection with nature. We have lost our connection with our indigenous shamanic roots through no fault of our own. But that doesn't mean that it's not there for us. It doesn't mean that we can't absolutely reclaim that. Okay? So my encouragement to you today is to reclaim your shamanic roots. Reclaim your shamanic life. And step out and be a shamanic person in your life and don't compartmentalise and lose the power of this work because what I can see in the group and also in our membership site as well is that the momentum is amazing I can see people are loving the work they're getting so much from it and then for many people this will be the next step is being more open about what they're doing outwardly and also being open to creating a shamanic life, a shamanic way of life rather than a 10 minutes in the morning or a Sunday afternoon like often happens with religion for example so that's today's podcast shorter than normal for sure but a really important one nonetheless integrate what you know bring everything together be shamanic people in your life and don't compartmentalise, bring it all together in one beautiful map, in one beautiful bucket of stuff, let go of what you don't need and bring together what will make you a powerful, strong, wondrous warrior in this lifetime, a light bearer for, the, for our planet because that's what we really need. Okay. So now is the time for you to, as usual, pop off and get a pen and paper. All of this information it will be in the show notes at centreforshamanism.com forward slash 3939. So you can go there and get this information. But next we're going to do our um, activities and journeys for this week. And as always, um, it would be really great if you could share your experiences in the group Because sacred sharing is really important. It's just as important actually to be in tribe and in community and share what you are experiencing because you can be sure that someone else will be experiencing the same thing. And it's really lovely to be able to bear witness to our brothers and sisters on this path and have your brothers and sisters bear witness to you. So go ahead and get over to the Facebook group and share where you you can. Okay, I'll see you in a sec. welcome back. So I've got a couple of journeys for you to try this week and these journeys are journeys that I do myself and have done in the past that I found really helpful. So the first one is about weaving shamanism into our lives and how important that is but sometimes it's easier to see the benefit energetically and to see what it's like when you don't do it energetically and that can really help us to and want to integrate that into our life when we see the difference. So what I'd like you to do is follow in the um, usual steps of setting sacred space etc etc if you don't know how to journey then check out the face not the facebook page sorry the website centreforshamanism.com and you'll be able to sign up for a free introduction to shamanism training that will teach you how to journey, how to meet your guides and then how to journey with your guides. And that we do that every month. And if we don't have a live date book, then we always make the recording available as well. So if you're super impatient, then you can immediately access last month's recording, which is really useful, I think. So that's on centreforshamanism.com. So for this first tip, this first journey, what I'd like you to do is go on a journey with your guides to the middle realm. excuse me the middle world and ask to be shown the difference energetically when you merge your worlds and when you don't and remember to be really open so when we ask to be shown something like that we might feel the difference in our body so you might feel like really tense and a bit anxious in your journey and not know why but that's that's your message about how it feels to not integrate all of the parts of your life together It may be that you hear things or smell things or just sense, just have an an, inner knowing. And I know I repeat this a lot, but it's really important because a lot of people just think they're going to see things and you don't always see things. So please do remember that and open yourself up to all of your senses, okay? So that's go on a journey with your guides to the middle world and ask to be shown the differences energetically when you merge your worlds and when you don't. All right, great. And then the second journey I'd like you to try this week is a little bit different. I'd like you to go on a healing journey. Now, it's the same, exactly the same as when you ask a question. So the intention is to go on a healing journey. So you're going to ask your guides to take you on a healing journey to the upper worlds to give you something that will support you to integrate all parts of your life in a seamless flow. And I'm really, actually, really love the idea of this journey. And I think I'm going to go off and do it myself. This is what the guides were bringing through for me when I was writing this podcast. So you're going to ask your guides to take you on a healing journey to the upper worlds to give you something that will support you to integrate all parts of your life in a seamless flow. Okay. And for anybody who doesn't, Write very fast or didn't catch that, these journeys will be on the show notes at centreforshamanism.com forward slash 39. I think we're on 39, yeah. So thank you very much for listening this week. Get yourselves over to the Facebook group and talk to us all about how you are integrating shamanism into your life what is it you are doing if you're doing things share your experience because sharing can be really inspirational to people it shouldn't just be my voice it should be all of our voices coming together and inspiring all of our brothers and sisters on the shamanic path so join the facebook group the link will be in the show notes as well if you haven't joined it already and i hope you all have a wonderful week and i will see you same time same place next week you so much for listening to this podcast i really appreciate it if you're loving the messages and loving listening to this podcast then pop over to centerforshamanism.com forward slash subscribe and sign up to our mailing list